Good morning. I am Dr. Jennifer Kaufman, your host today with Dr. Rosie Main. Welcome to our podcast, episode number eight. Today, women are stepping out as entrepreneurs, looking to develop as leaders in their field, developing as transformational thought leaders, serving international to create world change and healing. Today, please welcome Dr. Rosie Main. She's an official team doctor for USA Wrestling, USA Weightlifting, and USA Judo teams. She travels internationally and she serves as the chiropractor for the USA Women's Wrestling Team at the 2012 London Olympics and the 2016 Olympics in Rio, helping these amazing women perform their best. She's an international speaker and just came back from Africa where she was a speaker for the Maximized Living Makeover for over 2,000 people in Zimbabwe. Dr. Rosie graduated top of her class with a Doctor of Chiropractic degree from Parker College of Chiropractic in 2000. She has two Bachelor of Science Science degrees, Biology and Anatomy, from the University of Texas in San Antonio, where she graduated magna cum laude. Dr. Rosie has a passion and vision to educate her community on a new level of thinking towards health and to inspire people to start making healthy lifestyle choices. She currently sees patients in her Meridian office, Main Health Solutions, where the focus is maximize life for the whole family in the areas of nutrition, toxicity, exercise, nerve supply, and stress and time management. She spends tremendous amount of energy to help her community as I'm currently on two radio talk shows and television, Maximize Living Radio on KBXL 94.1 and KIDO 580 AM and Salvador Vides on 106.1. in Spanish, Aztec TV. In addition to her speaking engagements, she conducts classes for churches, organizations, and business on a diverse number of topics that focus on positive change that impact quality and quantity of life and health. Dr. Rosie is married to her husband, Dr. Jonathan Maine, and they have two twin boys who she's considered God's miracles. She loves fitness. She has won the 2000, 2004, 2005, 2010 and 2011 fitness figure natural bodybuilding championship in Idaho and Texas. The most notable characteristic about Dr. Rosie is her heart and passion for helping people. She has suffered with family health tragedies that she does not wish on anyone else to endure. Therefore, she is on a mission to change health and future health of her patients and the community. Welcome, Dr. Rosie. Good morning. Well, thank you. I am very glad to be here, Jen, and I am uh, just excited about today and just to share my heart with people. Well, thank you. Can you tell um, our audience of mainly women kind of about your own journey? Because um, you're, I look at you as you're a pretty powerful woman, um, yet you have so much love and you have a huge heart um, and you kind of set aside your own life and you just move through and kind of a rock star, but can you kind of give your journey? Well, thanks again. You, <laughs> you are totally uh, just, uh, just putting me up on a pedestal. Actually, you know, the fact is, is that we all go through um, hardships in life. And, and when you do, I think the circumstances that we go through make us who we are today. And I give all the credit first, um, you know, to God who gave me those circumstances. And when um, I, I talk about just who I am today, I really go back and just give a lot of credit to my mother. She, uh, you know, just was an amazing woman herself. She, being Hispanic, uh, she was um, 
raised in South Texas, um, you know, didn't even finish uh, elementary school, but even with, uh, you know, not a lot of uh, education and still had just uh, a courage as a woman, specifically in those days as, as a Hispanic woman, not really um, knowing too much English, she was, um, you know, able to get her cosmetology degree to the point where she opened up the salon before you know it she opens up another salon and this is while I was growing up and watching her you know and I will never forget uh, you know she got to the point where she was able to go get bank loans to open up a you know uh, apartments and you know all this stuff that you watch as a little girl and you're thinking wow mom you know you do so much and I'll never forget you know she was always a uh, just uh, able to go do this because just of a of a passion to to go and, and succeed and I, I think that you know in the midst of all unfortunately she provided so much for her family but uh, lost her health along the way and uh, you know unfortunately we lost her prematurely with diabetes uh, and so this this even just the struggle of watching her as a child lose her health I think that that um, uh, made me aware of, you know, how much we want to go do and serve, but at the same time, if we lose our health, we lose everything. And so that, uh, I think, is the circumstance that made me want to go help others, not, you know, to go live their lives to their potential, but yet along the way, we need to take care of, of our own health and, and each other. With that said, how do you feel you set yourself up for success, whether it's through your daily routine or nutrition or exercise or even your goal setting? Do you have a certain routine for yourself daily that helps keep you in that genius zone? Definitely. I mean, it's one of those things that we have always um, tried to implement, me and my husband, as far as uh, those things that we do every day to try to help ourselves not get to the point where we lose our health. Um, while we're going to help others, we have to first take care of ourselves. I always get, um, you know, that, um, that mindset of, um, you know, like you're on an airplane and you, you get told to put the oxygen on your own you know, face before you put it on your kids. And so in order to, for us to go and be able to go do for others or for our children, we first have to take care of ourselves. And that's one thing I wish that, you know, my mother um, would have realized uh, back then. But um, yeah, as far as a routine, you know, the, the, the thing is, I don't see it as a routine. I look forward each day to uh, do what I need to do each day in the morning. You know, we, we, we call it our war plan. And this war mm -hmm. plan is a, uh, is a plan that you set out those key areas in your life, uh, whether it be, you know, your, we all have the same ones, you know, whether our fitness, our faith, our uh, finances, our fun, our relationships, and our future. And so these key areas are the ones that have to be on our schedule before we can even um, do the rest of it because if we don't schedule time for these areas in our lives. Before you know it, you lose your health, you lose your relationships, you lose your finances. And so then that creates more of a reactionary uh, uh, crisis mode instead of being proactive and mission-based. And so each day, you know, and, and every week we, we schedule a time for these five key areas. I know that, uh, you know, each day in the morning, I, I typically, you know, love, I'm an early riser. You know, I, I wake up around 5, 4.30 and um, get my spiritual time in and spend time with the, my foundation. And then from there, you know, just uh, – 
get my uh, detox drink in and uh, typically that includes things like apple cider vinegar with lemon or something just either a green juice whatever I have time for but then uh, go and, and do my workout and during my workout I'm reading I'm typically or listen to podcasts like these uh, that are um, you know making me just uh, just firmer in my belief systems and my um, with chiropractic, my philosophy, with my faith, whatever it is that I want to listen to while I am doing my workout or my uh, care for my spine. And so, you know, that's a routine in the morning. And then thereafter, my kids get up like around 7.30. Now I'm ready to be able to be 100% for them. So we call it present time consciousness. And during these times, you know, where we're trying to be present in, in, in a way that it's a hundred percent you are where your hands are so if I'm at work and I'm you know now I set time for work I'm a hundred percent there for my patients so that they get a hundred percent of me when we go to a date night with my husband at each Friday night you know we spend some time together it's a hundred percent present time consciousness where you know you set these um, lines and boundaries that you're not going to let distractions get in the way where they get less of you and so I think that that's where you know when people ask me how do you do all these things and I really feel it's one at a time every day you take that one moment of your day and you're present in that moment uh, just like we are right now with you you know uh, this uh, was scheduled on my planner we were going to do this and I'm a hundred percent now without the distractions because I have scheduled it my kids know what I'm doing um, and they know that mom's, you know, going out and either if she's at work, she's saving lives, but when she's with us, she's with us. And I think that that's one of the things that as far as time management is stress management and, uh, in our lives, I think that we put uh, too much stress where we're distracted all the time by either, uh, social media or, you know, our cell phones or just distractions from the world. So I think, uh, we need to know what we need to focus on and that's mainly, uh, you know, what's in front of you at that moment. Absolutely. What would you say today you say yes to and what have you learned to say no to? Wow. Yeah, that's so that was a very difficult thing uh, for me and, and, and still is, you know, I'm a very, um, I have a heart to, to go serve. And so when people ask me for their help, I, I want to immediately want to go help them. And so I realized that, you know, there are times when I have to schedule uh, those yeses and those uh, and say no to those things that are going to really taking me off purpose. I know that uh, here a friend of mine wanted to get me into a business that would be a side business, but it would be sideways energy towards the mission that um, I have for my lives and the goals that I've set. And so I had to take a moment and say, you know what, that, that would, I want to help my friend out with this business, but the reality that is uh, going to distract me. So you have to really focus on what did, what is your goal? What is it that you want? And also uh, when it comes to times if need uh, of other friends and family you want to be able to be there for them um, but there are things that you could say no to and I think that uh, if, it, if it really is going to distract you from your main purpose or the goal that God has for you you have to learn how to how to just say no and be okay with it it's not that it's no to them it's no to the idea of whatever they're pulling you away from uh, which is um, you know your purpose yes that's huge what we are the sum total of the five people we surround ourselves by what are some of the qualities and characteristics today that you look for people that 
um, you and your husband have in your circle? You know, I think the, the biggest um, characteristic, and in my eyes, and this is may, may not fall for everybody here, but is their relationship with their, you know, with God. I think that uh, that's the number one thing for me and in, in, in my family is that the people we surround um, have a foundation just with our faith. And, and that's where, you know, that's the center of everything I do. And so this is where it may be different for most people on the line. Um, but, um, you know, as far as the, the actual values and their character traits is that they, that they have a vision also to become, uh, greater or, you know, always be looking for what they can do to be, uh, successful and not mainly successful in materialism or, you know, the things that they accomplish and do, but more I'm looking for people for that, that are you know, work hard, not necessarily just work hard, but work smarter. And so uh, the people I surround myself with are people who are always, you know, have work ethic, but also are looking at ways to try to, um, you know, accomplish their goals, but working smarter, not necessarily harder and taking massive action doing it. So, you know, I love um, people that my, my colleagues that I listen to, and I'm sure you listen to a lot is, uh, you know, people like Dr. Chris Zeno, you know, unfortunately, Fortunately, a friend of mine, a mentor that really helped me with uh, just looking at the opportunity and, and the circumstances that we are it was Dr. Charles Majors that just passed away. But a man that just, you know, lived uh, to his potential, but also would encourage others to do the same. And that's where people also have a servant leadership mindset that uh, the people I surround myself is not just people who are doing it for their own selves, but also are trying to, um, you know, go help humanity and go try to help others succeed the same way they, they're doing. And that's, uh, that is very, uh, to me, is very admirable. And uh, I look forward to being surrounded by those people who are willing to go and transform lives and help others, not just themselves. Awesome. Leaders or readers, would you say, um, one, what are you reading right now? And do you read books or do you do more audibles? What do you gravitate towards? You know, I, I do a little bit of everything. I mean, I think that uh, I'm actually, you know, I typically have like five books I'm reading at the same time, you know, or listening to. I think that now I've become more of a an audible, uh, you know, person, I'm typically on my drive to work um, or back, you know, I'm always listening to something, you know, that, uh, you know, the, the fact is, there's so much out there that you can't consume it all. But even if you're just listening uh, to it over and over again, you, um, you can gain uh, perspective and actually then go apply it. So, uh, you know, uh, one of the, the biggest books that I've, I've uh, tuned into in my faith life is, uh, uh, you know, Draw the Circle by uh, Mark Batterson. Uh, where he, you know, he tells you to go and in, into your your faith time each morning, and um, you know, start looking at those specific things that you need to um, pray for uh, when it comes to just overall uh, mindset. I mean, there's I actually, I just read a, a book just on mindset. It was actually an audible, and I talked about uh, that new, not too uh, long ago in one of my podcasts or one of my videos, and um, this. Um, this is all on just making sure that you have a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. And uh, that was, you know, very revealing uh, when, when it comes to just never giving up and never quitting and uh, taking those failures as successes. 
Nice. Sorry, my dog's making some noise. Oh, you're you. fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, self-care, do you do it? And how often do you take care of yourself? As far as um, you, you're talking about self-care, like I'm, I'm kind of don't know what you're trying to ask. When, when you say like self-care, meaning like, do you yourself take time to, and self-care is different for so many people. It might be, um, you know, at the end of my day, I may just want someone to rub my feet and give me a pedicure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and as women and hearing these listeners like, Ooh, yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Or, or maybe I've, you know, I've decided, okay, it's that time I need to go get a massage. And, um, I used to be real good and get once a week. And, and now I look back and like, gosh, it's been a while, but those certain things that that allow us to just be better for our family and for our patients. What do you do that just takes care of yourself? Right. And that's exactly what I talk about that morning time. And that's a daily thing. Um, I know that in that morning time, I, um, I love yoga. I uh, take time to just reflect and breathe and um, visualize and uh, affirm, you know, my beliefs and, um, my strengths and affirm uh, who I am created to be. And so I think that uh, uh, taking that moment every day, not necessarily waiting for that one um, weekend getaway, I think daily uh, you need to um, apply just time where you reflect uh, on who and whose you are and also remind yourself where you remember who you were created to be. And I think that is the affirmation that you that you put into this time. And I think this is where I love getting up. I used to, you know, dread mornings, but now I love it because this is the only time I get to be in that moment where nobody else is awake and the house is quiet. And when it comes to uh, just that time where I can then after that, you know, drink a cup of tea or something and just uh, reflect in my um, journal, uh, my thoughts, uh, my wins, my losses, my struggles, and my prayer time. And so I think this is the time that uh, as far as my self-care, I am able to rejuvenate uh, not only my physical body, but my spiritual mind, and also um, uh, empower my own uh, body with, with truth. And, and when I take that time to do that each day, I don't see how people do that. Uh, the day, as soon as most people just, you know, as soon as the alarm goes off, they, and actually I don't even need an alarm. My body just wakes up in the morning now because I've done it for so long. But um, when that alarm goes off and, and people are just, you know, from one thing, one, one um, you know, you know, straight to the, the coffee machine and then straight to the shower, straight to work, right. uh, you're not, you're not basically able to then think right because you're going there more in a sympathetic mode. And so I think that it's time uh, that we put time for ourselves and, and it should be done. I really feel um, that first thing in the morning and just getting up a little bit earlier and denying yourself from, from the urge to sleep in because it, it always goes back to me and my comfort instead of doing it. Why should I get up early? It's not about me. It's about, you know, the purpose or the mission that I've created to do. And the only way to do it is to deny that uh, self, uh, you know, selfish need to sleep in more. Amen. What would you say to moms today who want to be an entrepreneur? You have two beautiful twin boys. You're a mom, you're a wife, you're a chiropractor, you're a sister, you're an Olympic chiropractor. Um, how would you, and I know, you know you've, you've talked about the morning routine, but 
Um, and even as your boys get older, um, what are some things you have in place? How would you say to a mom today, um, how can she do it all? And this is all individual. I mean, the fact is my kids are eight years old right now, but um, even as babies, you know, the, the routine had to change. Um, even I, I had uh, just taken up my sister who is schizophrenic and so had to take her off medication. So she had withdrawal issues. So, you know, a lot of those times when she was waking up at night, like two or three times at night, um, because she couldn't, it felt like back whenever I had, you know, I, I think it was even worse than having twin boys with a, uh, a 47 year old um, sister of mine who's mentally ill. You know, I think you can sue the baby back to bed. You can't really sue the, your sister who's having anxiety issues and withdrawal issues. And so, uh, you know, I think that, you know, things have to change sometimes in your schedule and it may not always look the way you wanted to, but I remember those moments that I would be in the middle of the night uh, staying with her. I would pick up my book and as well, you know, it was being with her. I was also able to then just kind of restore my soul through a book or something or, or an audio so I can then, um, you know, at least make that moment uh, count um, as far as uh, not um, griping and, <laughs> and being just uh, upset about it. But yeah, it's very difficult when you have babies and trying to keep the routine, but you do the best you can. And I think that's all you can do as a homeschool mom. And which is um, one of those things that we have the privilege to do is homeschool. Um, we have the ability to make our own schedules too. So um, it may be different for a, a mom that has to, you know, get the kids to school, get the kids to, you know, to lunches. And so it, it, everybody's different. And I don't want to give you what I do specifically because it may be different for that mom. Uh, maybe it's a single mom. I have a very supportive husband who also is able to um, share the load. And so we together have done this. Uh, he's also a chiropractor, but he is now, you know, 100% homeschooling uh, our kids and staying home while I go uh, work. So we have both different purposes. Uh, and the fact is, is that I don't think it's ever going to be perfect. And if you can be okay with that, if you can be okay with just knowing that you're going to do the best you can, and that's all that matters. If, if you can at least know and tell your kids that, you know, there's going to be times when mom, sorry about my dog. <laughs> he's, he's a husky and he wants it. He's growling at me. So, so you have a dog that's kind of like a kid that's, you know, <laughs> on your tail. And so this is real, you know, it's, it's, it's real. And this like you told the boys, but you didn't tell me and I'm just gonna yeah exactly and I'm just gonna hang out with you I should have shut the door but <laughs> but that's reality and this is where you know if you have a, a kid you can't uh, like a baby you can't just put him in a room and say I'll see you back and, and after I get done you know you got to do it in the in the moment and this is where you you know kids understand uh, I really feel that you know that they have the attention and the love that they need uh, when they need it, that they're going to be so compassionate with what your desires are as well. And so as they get older, you know, my kids know that mom has a, a mission to go save lives and go help others, but she also is a very playful mom. So when she's in play mode with us, you know, she's a hundred percent too, and they know they get all of me. And so I think that's where, you know, I can't tell you there's a perfect way, uh, Jennifer, it's just doing it the best you can and uh, every day may change. Will you um, compete again in a fitness or bodybuilding championship? 
I definitely will. I know that that's been on my heart so much. I, I have to have to say no to that. Just like you said, you know, you, you have to say no to something or yes to something for the season of uh, being just uh, focused on, you know, I was um, getting my sister back and, you know, I had a heart to compete this year and it ended up being that, you know, I had to say no to that because my sister was a priority. It doesn't mean that I don't you know, still exercise and continue my routine with that. But uh, as far as competing, it does take a lot of time and effort. So in the meantime, you know, I uh, just put it away. And, and maybe by the time I get to uh, being 45 or 50, I can compete again in the Masters. And so, but I, it's something that I, I love to do. And it keeps me not only motivated and inspired to keep working, even though I still do it um, for the sense of uh, my mom was diabetic and, and I have the tendency to you know uh not be too or my, my my body's sensitive to sugar so i do it just for health purposes but just competing just gives me this uh, empowerment and my own uh sense of uh, just power you know when you when you build muscle and you feel strong there's something about just being able to uh get on stage and um i don't know it's unless you've been there you really don't know it's not really for the sake of of doing it for others, but it's your own self-satisfaction of knowing that, you know, you, you, you took hard work and you, you got on stage and are able to now um, demonstrate, you know, your, your strength. And that's why I love bodybuilding. Uh, just, uh, it just gives you a sense of power. When you compete, do you have a coach or do you do it yourself? And are you preparing all of your own meals and, and that whole gamut? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I had, um, you know, growing up, like I said, with my mom being sick, I changed a lot of what I did for my own health. I actually became a personal trainer, aerobics instructor. So luckily, I, I got to learn how to do it and what to do. I do have friends who are coaches um, that help me out through the process of dieting and um, keep me, you know, on task. But as far as preparation, yeah, my, my husband sometimes in the very end when I'm in my last six weeks, he'll then help me with preparation just because you, you, get, you get tired. Um, and he's been very supportive of that. Um, so, yeah, definitely for the most part, I do, I do my own training and my own um, um, meal preparation. To women who maybe have, and, and this is kind of with women even today, have trouble with self-esteem or self-worth or loving themselves and you can see it all over their life what would you say to them to help them to raise up their self-esteem and their love for themselves well the struggle is real because I just had that happen around like two weeks ago you know you I think we all struggle with that it's just one of those things that even though you um, have better mindset as you go further. I, I think I haven't had an issue with that in so long. And about two weeks ago, I broke down and cried and said, I'm bad. You know, and of course, you know, I don't ever really say those words, you know, because, you know, I've learned to stop that and get away from me. Satan kind of like thought, you know, you, you destroy it, um, the, the mindset and you renew who you are, but, uh, you do have moments. And I really think that we all need to be okay with that. Um, and, uh, hopefully we have support from our families or our husbands or the people around us to encourage us. But, uh, uh, the fact is, is that, you know, you, we, what's beautiful. And I think what I've, I've grown to be okay with is that as I, um, you know, even had my 
my kids, you know, your, your skin is never the same. Uh, all these kind of things that you see in the mirror is never the same, but I, I am so proud of, of what it did for my children. And so being, um, you know, pregnant with twins really destroys your, <laughs> your abdominal muscles, but, uh, you know, it's never going to be the same, but the fact is, is that I've learned to just acknowledge it and be okay with it and continue with the, the journey of just getting better with whatever, um, I can do. And the rest I, you know, I can go and have surgery and, you know, do whatever I need to do to lift my skin, but you know, it is what it is. And I really feel that we have to be okay with where we are and not quit necessarily whenever you feel bad, but get up and you just keep um, being encouraged. And this is that growth mindset that I talked about uh, and that fixed mindset. And, and I think that's where the fixed mindset will, will stop and say, I'm, I'm too old for this, or I'm never going to look like this, where the growth mindset would, would look at it and say, you know, yeah, this is where I am right now, but that doesn't have to be that way. Do you set goals and do you, um, do you verbally say them out loud? Do you set them one time a year and, and then reset them at the end of the year? How do you set goals? Oh, definitely. I've always been a goal setter. I just love goals that keep me committed to what um, I'm doing. And I don't know why uh, some people, I think, stop setting goals when they feel that uh, they um, – you know, are either losing all the time. So I uh, really feel that we, um, we need to set goals, at least short-term goals, uh, two to three months. And then from there, just uh, uh, revisit where you are. But daily, you have to reaffirm your goal. I think that uh, once you look at your goal, you have to take massive action. And what I mean by that, so let's say you do a weekly goal. Well, on a planner, you have to do a to-do list to reach that goal. So let's say it's a fitness goal or a business goal. You have your goal, but then what are you going to do daily to accomplish that? So you have your things to-do list and you set it out for that day. So once you have the goal, you take the action each day and then check it off. So if I work out, for instance, and I lift 10 pounds one day in a certain muscle group, well, the next day, you know, or the next time I revisit the next week, I'm going to add another two or three pounds to that uh, uh, same muscle so that it can grow. And that goes with everything in life. So you have to challenge yourself each time to be able to grow that um, in that specific direction. So um, that's the only way that those goals actually um, are accomplished is not only to set it out there and hopefully and pray for it and like magic dust is just going to happen and then there are things that happen like that I call my, my my kids my miracles my God's miracles because I had a goal of of being pregnant once and and it wasn't happening even though we actively took action plan every day <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't happening. And after eight years, you get frustrated. You have this goal and it's not happening. And so sometimes, you know, those are the things that sometimes we need to just go um, and uh, just keep praying about. And I will never forget that one time when I just surrendered and say, okay, this is my goal, but I don't know what you need me to do. And I just really needed to surrender it. About a year later, I fortunately, you know, we, we got pregnant. Uh, but when I when I surrendered, I said, you know, God, I don't know what what you want, but I'm I'm, I'm getting to the point where I'm coveting, and it's really bad that I want kids so much, and you're not giving them to me. I surrender it to you, and and when you're ready, you're going to give me twins. And so I wrote this down on my journal. Of course, I have a thought journal, and uh, 
about it after I got pregnant, I was so excited, but I didn't really think about that. What I had put on there about like five uh, months into my pregnancy, I had a, I was doing a vaccine workshop actually for moms and my water broke. And that's whenever they had to rush me into the hospital to see what was going on. And so sure enough, you know, I had done an ultrasound there doing an ultrasound and they're like, you know, well, baby A and baby B. And I'm like, what? And, uh, you know, so then they tell me, yeah, you have twins. <laughs> and so my eyes just started rolling in tears. You know, I started to, I, I went back home and I said, wow. I went back to my journal and like, wow, th these are the little miracles that I, I put it there. I, I, I mainly, I just put it out there. I couldn't do that. Only he could do that. And that's where it's where there are some things and goals that, you know, you have to have a cast of vision and you just uh, wait for it because it will be done. And that's prayer. That's faith. That's knowing that, you know, God will provide. But also there are goals that we need ma massive action. And this is where we need to work, work, work hard along with faith and believe. So faith without works is dead. And this is where we need to also act on our behalf and and um we need we need to just be encouraged through the struggles and through the times that they don't uh, come but you get up and you do it again and that's where yeah i think i don't see how people do it without goals they don't they don't have a vision and, and vision without vision and bible says you perish and so this is where yeah definitely i would encourage you if you're you're listening that you start setting your goals and they don't have to be big they don't have to be uh, complicated it's just uh, just one one thing and you said one action step and that's where where it starts would you say you also you talk about vision as well do you try to visualize um, the outcome do you do you try to visualize even when you're getting ready for a contest or anything do you sit in just a moment and visualize and see the future future cast uh, and that is imperative. I think that that's one, if, if you were to give me a memory of um, one thing that I'll, I'll never forget, I mean, is that uh, time that I, I won uh, one of my competitions and I think that uh, I was uh, prepared. I had, you know, done everything I needed to do. But I remember before getting called out on stage and I closed my eyes before, you know, it was like two or three girls in front of me. And um, just visualizing me walking up to the stage and doing what I need to do and grabbing the trophy. And sure enough, you know, it's like it's so, it's so amazing how that exact vision that I had occurred. And I mean, the way exactly how I, I had imagined it. And that's where I really feel that, you know, even with my, my twins, I wrote it down and I, I actually asked for twin boys i know it's kind of we need the details every little detail if you can envision how it smells how it looks how it you know how you feel in that moment and this is that time each day where you you can make um you know this occur and this is where i mean i, I don't want to go subconsciously how that works in re your reticular activating system and how you can create that 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 is a, and it's not you know there's books like the secret that tell you where it's a you know this is possible it's not just you know scientific this is biblical as man thinketh, so he is and so this is where we have the ability to go 
cast out that that vision and then also accomplish it just as your your desires are in your heart and this is where you know you have to believe it you have to own it and and, and uh, envision it and it'll it'll come and it's just um one of those things that I love to do is just vision. And even with my kids now, I envision them being, you know, just leaders for Christ and uh, being servants and, you know, doing these things that in their hearts are in their and right now are growing towards that. And I, I can just see this happening. And I really feel that if you haven't done that already, if you start practicing it each day, just starting to close your eyes and as um, during your prayer time or your vision time, uh, that you affirm it, but also see it. Wow. Yes, that's so huge. That's something uh, my husband, we, I've only been married for four years now, but he'll say to me, he's like, whatever you think, it usually manifests. And, <laughs> and um, Amen. Yes. I, you know, I, I, I'm like, yes, you know, as I've, t- I've even taught him and shared with him the books and what we do and how we live the maximized life. And, uh, so yeah, he's down to even the other day, I was speaking of some food and a menu just arrives at our door and he's like, see, you just spoke of some food. He goes, now maybe think of like a trip to Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> and we laugh and we right. laugh because we still doubt. We still right. think that that right. is not, uh, and actually we, you know, you just keep thinking that and you watch it, yep. it will, Manifest. it will occur. Yes. Yes. Well, if there were three things um, that you could share with uh, women today um, who are either already entrepreneurs who are stepping into that, that model, what would you say are three of the most important things that, for them on their journey? Well, number one, get a coach. Get a mentor. Uh, go um, visit that person uh, doing that business. Um, and doing it successfully, uh, go get, um, you know, take them out for Can you hear me? There you are. Hello. There you are. Can you hear me? Okay. Okay. I apologize. I put do not disturb on my phone, but they're still disturbing. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, so, uh, basically, um, you know, just get a mentor, um, reach out to those people who are doing it successfully and uh, go follow them and get a chance to um, know the ins and outs of that business. I think that's number one. I think we don't sometimes want to do it on our own and we don't want uh, the advice, but they will um, help you to avoid the struggles that they had um, or they've been through. Um, I think number two, as far as, you know, if you're following, wanting to do any kind of business, that you that you research the market, and I think that that's where a lot of times we all have our desires. But uh, uh, you want to find that niche market, like like you, Jennifer, that are you're doing this podcast specifically for women. I think sometimes we can be become so broad in our desires, and so that you um, would focus in on, on those people, and you find a vision of why you want to do it for those people. Your your why has to be bigger than your how. And so if your why is big enough, you're going to continue to do it even when you don't want to. And so, uh, for example, with uh, the mission with chiropractic in my office, it's not about just getting people off of back pain. It's about making sure that they live the lifestyle so that they can become um, and reach the potential that, that God made them for. And so that's the purpose. You know, my mom lost her life early. So my why is that anchor that I don't want people to be like where, where she was you know, able to pursue it to the long haul because their body 
failed her before her spirit did. So this is where, uh, you know, we, um, we, I, even when I don't feel like it, I still get up and do it because I know there's people that need to hear the message. So understanding your why, your purpose, your market. And then lastly, knowing that, you know, you, you have to talk uh, either to yourself, uh, but also to your family, if you are going to start a business of, uh, you know, those things that they're also going, it's a sacrifice. When you go into a business, there's going to be times that they're not going to have you there. Um, there's going to be times when, you know, uh, you're going to be avail available, like for their soccer uh, game or whatever. And so this is where you need to have a heart to heart with your family, your husband, uh, um, even if you don't have kids or or husbands, you know, even with yourself, that it is going to be a sacrifice in your own time to commit to that um, uh, business so that it can be successful. You're going to have to put time into it. And if there are people um, locally trying to find you, what, um, where can they find you? Well, either locally or not, you can always reach me. My email um, is rj, R -J main, like Main Street, M-A-I-N, dc at yahoo.com. Uh, so you can email me there or you can even text my number. I give out my number to my patients. They can always, they always feel like they can reach me anytime they want. Of course, I won't um, respond sometimes if I'm presently <laughs> conscious in another <laughs> time set, but I will get back to them. So uh, that could be, um, you can text me or personal message me on Facebook, uh, Rosie Gallegos Maine, um, or you can text me at 208 859 6170 6170 Awesome. Thank you, Rosie. Well, I'm so excited that you're doing this. This um, actually inspires me to, um, you know, want to do something like you're doing here. I do a radio show and typically send that as my podcast, but this is awesome to have actual interviews. And I think that you're doing amazing things for women that uh, want to be encouraged. Sometimes we just want to hear what the struggle is for others. And I think this is a uh, uh, awesome uh, to be available to to help and reach out women that that we all need help and so thank you for doing this Jennifer you're awesome you have a great heart thank you you as well